0: Hey guys, welcome to Unexpressed with Anela Hanek. I'm your host, Anela Hannock, and this is the podcast that talks about life, business, and entrepreneurship in a way that's not typically expressed. The goal of this podcast is to open the world up to the unexpressed thoughts within these categories. And with that, let's get started. Welcome everyone to another great episode of Unexpress. I'm so excited for this one because I have Hannah Janish with me and she's a health enthusiast and a personal trainer and she has her own blog. I'm super excited to get into this deep topic with her today. Welcome Hannah. Hello, Anella. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm very happy that you're on this podcast with me. How, how's life? Tell me how everything's been for you. Ah, busy, crazy, you know,
1: Chicago weather is wild. So trying to adjust to that, especially as my running season has started, but yeah, it's been crazy, but good crazy, I think.
0: Good crazy. That's what we love to hear. And Chicago's <laughs> weather is always a very bipolar experience, I feel like. <laughs> but with the crazy life that you have going on, it kind of guides us into the topic that we're going to be touching upon a little bit today, which is health and fitness, but related to work. So like a work-life balance, what are people lacking? What are people missing? And I just kind of want to dive deep into this topic because I feel like a lot of people lately, to me at least, I don't know about you, but you know, they've been telling me how they're struggling to get their fitness level up because they're so tired from work or they work long hours or everyone's trying to figure out what's the best thing to eat now because everything you see on TikTok is like, don't eat this, eat that. This is healthier, blah, 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 blah. So I kind of just want to get your opinion on it, your take on it and dive in deep. So let's start off. I'm going to start by asking you how important is maintaining a healthy lifestyle to succeed in a workplace?
1: Um, I definitely think it's almost probably my number one priority just because I think having a um, healthy body and healthy mind just correlates to everyday production. So um, being able to think clearly, to respond correctly, to um, also be a little bit more patient sometimes, you know, working in a workplace, sometimes we have our more patient needed moments. So I think it helps yeah, it helps set my day a little bit better when I'm um, prepared for these moments, um, thinking clear, clearly, and then, um, yeah, also just being physically fit and ready for the day. Um, I snack most of the time as well, so that helps prep for a little bit of my snacking throughout the day as well. I think my coworkers sometimes think a squirrel, like, lives next to them because I'm always snacking on nuts or, like, some other random snack, and they're probably curious on what's going on next door to them, but. (laughs)
0: it's interesting I also snack like during work too like I'll also eat nuts I feel like some people when they snack and everything they usually go for like chips or soda or whatever and I just think that might mess them up a little bit more during their work day I don't know what's your opinion on that
1: yeah, I 100% agree, especially when it comes to drinks. There's so many like the beverage market and grocery is such a large market. So you have everything from your high sugar, you know, like Pepsis and Cokes and all of those to your lower sugar to your zero sugars, where sometimes it's correlated with aspartame um, in replacement of the sugar, or it's just completely sugar free. Um, I tend to like a lot less sugar, um, especially during the week. So usually, um, when I notice, that I'm getting kind of um, a little bit high on my sugar end. I tend to do a sugar free Monday through Friday. And if I cheat one of those days, I have to make it up on Saturday, or Sunday, which actually happened this weekend. So I um, cheated last weekend. So I had sugar Saturday, Sunday and Monday. So that meant um, this week, I couldn't have shug- sugar Monday through Saturday, and then I was able to only have sugar today. <laughs> so that's kind of like how I discipline myself. And I noticed my um, sugar rates getting a little bit too high but yeah back to your point on um, what we'd normally snack on during the day chips always an easy option, but not always the most nutritional. Um, Chips are meant to make you um, almost crave more chips. So you always hear that saying, you can never only have one Lay's chip. And it's, they (laughs) have spent so much marketing and so much analytics on deciding, okay, what's the perfect crunch? What's the perfect saltiness? What's the perfect um, oil ratio to this perfect crunch of a chip Um, to make sure that you're continuously eating and hopefully eating the whole bag so that you, um, of course purchase another bag. Um, for me, um, I never was a big chip eater. So I am one of those rare people who can eat one chip and be like, yeah, this is, this is more than enough for me. Yeah. I don't need another one. Um, as you could tell, I'm much more sugar related than sodium related. So sometimes it's harder for me to crave so salty foods, which I mean, it could be a good thing, but you know, sugar is also not a very good thing. So everything in moderation. Um, but for me, um, sna- having ha- healthy snacks on hand all the time is super important. So, nuts, that's one of my favorite ones. Pistachios, almonds, pumpkin seeds, all of those super high in fats and all of your, you know, usually low in sodium. You can get the salted ones, of course, but you can also season them with other seasonings like curries, or um, I've seen quite a few different um flavorings on the shelves but love nuts those are one of my favorites also high in protein so after you eat a couple you'll actually feel more full for a longer period of time and you won't feel the need to continue to be snacking on even the nuts itself or another snack
0: yeah no definitely i that's like one of the main reasons i snack on nuts because it's you know i need something that's going to be easy to eat quick but will keep me full throughout the day until I can get home and eat dinner and stuff like that. But the protein intake is something I like to focus on too. So making sure I'm having a good protein mixed with or paired with like a good carb or um, a good fat, whatever, but nuts, I love it. I'm curious to hear your opinion. So Like a lot of people in the corporate world or when they go to the office, they have a bunch of, you know, snack options that they could just take most of the time, or at least the offices I visited or went to, it'll be like the chips or like the cookies, Oreos, chips, ahoy, or whatever. And then there's like maybe one section of like nuts and they're probably not the best ones, but what would you recommend someone who kind of has all these options kind of how to stay away from those or you know have that discipline aspect to them
1: um i think it starts with gradual progression towards those healthy options i think it's very hard when you're accustomed to especially growing up if you're accustomed to having always cookies and chips just in your pantry and ready to grab then it's going to be a lot harder for you to switch over to a healthy option that's just kind of the you know the norms of life you know it's very hard to when you're growing up a certain way to all of a sudden switch to a healthy way that usually isn't a long-term option but slowly realizing like okay why do i go more towards chips or why do I prefer cookies, of course it's because you know the cookies are high sugar so that increases our dopamine dopamine when we eat them because we're excited we're happy that we're eating sugar of course it you know it makes us excited and happy. And then when we have sodium, it tricks our brain almost into feeling full. And especially when we have that crunch. Um, So slowly realizing, okay, maybe on Mondays, I don't do chips. Maybe on Tuesdays, I don't do cookies, but maybe on Wednesdays, I don't do either. And then Thursdays, maybe I do both. And then Fridays, maybe i also don't do neither. So i would say maybe starting with a couple of days of the week that you choose another option or at least choose not both options but slowly gradually also increasing your information. It's really hard in the beginning to kind of, you know, almost realize okay, well, you know, maybe my goal is to lose weight or to feel better. Well, if your goal is to lose weight, sometimes it's hard to realize everything that in our scope that that entails. You know, obviously, um, exercising, or if you're at a sit down sit down desk throughout the day, standing more, or you know, maybe it's your snacking, or maybe it's the beverageing. You know, it's whatever your kind of daily habits are that kind of add to that weight gain. But if you start with snacking in itself maybe we can do nuts or maybe we can do a higher protein option instead of any of the cookies or the chips that are
0: readily available. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very good point. I like how you said, you know, if you grew up and you're used to eating chips and cookies and having all this sugar, then it's going to be hard to kind of redirect yourself and go Mm -hmm. a different direction. Um, Especially sugar. It's such a, an addictive thing. And I feel like people don't think of it as something that you could be addicted to, but easily sugar, I think we can all agree is not the best option for us. Um, and when I say sugar, I mean like processed sugar. So I don't know how you feel about like natural sugar fruits and stuff like that. Um, but all the processed stuff and like the cane sugar and everything I try to stem away from at least, but yeah, what's your opinion definitely.
1: on it? Yeah, definitely. Just like you were saying, trying to stay away from a lot of those added sugars. It's very interesting too, when you even research um, like alcoholics or people who drink a lot of alcoholic beverages, when they're trying to quit, a lot of times um, their, um, their desire for sugary snacks also increases. So you'll see oh. people, you know, if they don't have, you know, a beer or a cocktail, you know, maybe um, throughout the week, instead they'll be reaching for that sugary snack because your body gets a accustomed to a certain almost um, sugar threshold. So decreasing that slowly makes it a lot easier for your body to adapt um, my take on that is usually like, that's why I do like the Monday through Fridays without any sugar so that I at least give my myself um, weekends where I can maybe splurge a little bit more, um, but also having that Monday through Friday that no, we're gonna stay disciplined, we're gonna keep our body healthy and this is it, this is not what we're going to do throughout the week. Um, and then when it comes to added sugars, our body processes these sugars very differently. Um, so I've written two sub stacks so far. Um, the one on candy is all about just all the added sugars that we have in our daily foods, things that you don't even think of, like ketchup. Like why is Oh yeah. Like sweet tomatoes water, maybe tomato paste, right? Like that's a natural recipe that you can make, but no, if you look at it, they even add high fructose corn syrup, but high fructose corn syrup is literally, it's a runoff of sugar cane when they are going through the manufacturing processes of sugar, like producing sugar cane. And um, at first they didn't know what to do with it, but then they realized that it's a much highly addic- or much more highly addictive sugar that they can add to anything from cakes to ketchups to can Candies, of course, you know, and all these other, I mean, even beverages. So, um, a lot of times that's one of the first things I'll look at when I'm going through snacks on whether to feed myself or my family is, okay, what is the sugar contact or sugar, um, grams of sugar. If it's very high, you know, like eight grams of sugar or anything over that, that's quite a bit. I mean, we look at a Snickers bar and it's probably, I think it's like 17 or 20 grams of sugar, you know, and then we'll look at something like even a fitness protein bar. And it's just about the same, you know, and the same amount of added sugars. And it's, you know, one is marketed as healthy, you know, post-workout, pre-workout, great nutritional bar. And the other one is marketed as clearly candy. Snickers, nobody thinks of that as anything except for candy, you know. Right. We clearly know that. But, you know, when we're comparing these, a lot of them are the same. Even yogurts, you know, that's why I go usually with only two brands of yogurts because all the other ones actually have not only the same amount of sugars as a Snickers or Reese's or any other candy bar, but sometimes even more sugar than those candy options. So here you are thinking, oh, I'm having yogurt, a healthy snack, high in protein, but you're almost negating all the healthy benefits with something that's almost as sugary as a candy. It's almost better to have the candy bar because then, you know, at least you won't be deceived by the amount of sugar that's in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a great point where, you know, we tell people, oh, eat healthier, choose healthier options. But then at the market, like when you said, when you talked about the protein bar, I was like, yeah, because they market that as this is healthy. It has eight grams of protein. But then if you look at the ingredients, there's like 20 grams of added sugar into that. And nobody realizes that because they just read the label. Oh, this is better for me. I'm going to snack on it. And that's not necessarily true. Um It's insane. And I know you also mentioned um, your blog, you said you wrote a piece on this. So can you touch up a little bit about how you got into writing about all of this? Um, why, Why are you so passionate about it? And tell us a little bit more. Yeah, definitely.
1: So the first one I mentioned was the candy piece and talked about all that added sugar. And then the other one was the latest piece, um, part one of two that I'm going to release next weekend, but it was all about honey. And that's more of like a natural sugar that um, we used to use in the US before it became, um, I guess, not as good in profit margin <laughs> for the United States. Um, but yeah, I got started with blogs just because um, I love fitness. I love fitness. I love health. I love writing about it. I love teaching people about it. I love answering questions from friends or, you know, just random people in general. Family, of course, always has questions. Um, I started very early in my career as a personal trainer and a fitness instructor. So um, I think I just kind of carried that passion on. I try to live my daily life, you know, in a way where it's always, you know, one, nutrition is a top tier for me. And then two is also fitness as well. Um, But also just kind of, um, explain it to people, things that maybe we don't always talk about when it comes to fitness. You know, like when we first start in the gym, a lot of times it's, Oh, okay. What supplements are you on? What protein are you taking? Do you take pre-workout? Yes. Do you take post-workout? You know, like, Do you um, take creatine, Like all exactly. That. Yes. What's your split. And it's just like all these like, um, buzzwords around the gym that I hear all the time. And, um, at the end of the day, it's, it's putting in the work, you know, kind of with really anything else in life, unless you put in the hours, then, you know, you don't really get the outcome, you know, so um, writing about these experiences and how you can kind of get there. And um, like we talked about in the beginning, slowly, but surely, you know, you're not going to see a great bicep line within the first week of you working out. It takes sometimes months or even years to figure out, you know, what your body is supposed to look like or what you want it to look like. But at the end of the day is you shaping it and figuring out how to.
0: I honestly am a victim to, you know, I'll go to the gym and then I'm like, why don't I see any results? But then I like, it's cause I'm the type of person that I want everything done like right away. And I realize like, especially in the gym, like to see any type of transformation, it's going to take time. So kind of going back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, which is, you know, people who work long hours or the corporate life, we'll start with that. Or even just like a, like business owners, what do you think is a the biggest challenge people face when they try to incorporate um, like the fitness aspect of their life during work? Or let's say, you know, not everyone likes waking up in the morning. So you mm-hmm. have some people who wake up 4am, like, let's do this. Let's, get to the gym before class or <laughs> before work, maybe class two. And yeah. then there's the people who like working out late at night, but then they half of the population gets super tired after work. So what would be your mm-hmm. suggestion to, as what people could do to increase their fitness during, or like, I guess, during their work life?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, time is a co- commodity, right? Like it's it's so hard to sometimes analyze where we have those free moments. Um, I did read write a piece um, on, it's basically just the time of day. What science says the best time of day to work out is, you know, I think it's between like 9 and 11 a.m., which, you know, is almost the same time they say is, you know, starting school as well because your brain is awake, your body's a lot more awake and active. Um, but realistically, that does not work with most people, like if you are right. able to work out from nine to eleven a.m., great. That probably means you're in school or college. You know, not even normal kindergarten uh, through high school, but probably college, um, which is a great time. You know, you usually have an empty gym during that time, and it's usually a lot more relaxing. Your body feels prepared, but again, not usually very plausible or realistic to most people. Um, for me, I'm a morning person most days, so it is easy for me usually to work wake up at four or five a.m., you know, and get my day started. I like to have that practice to get up early and get working and be done and ready for work and um, showered before I start my day. Um, But that's not for everybody. Some people are more night people. So sometimes it works out better to work out after work and um, getting in that protein on the way there so that you're ready and you have that energy. Also, drinking water and having increased calories throughout the day. Also, actually helps you push more weight. So sometimes an evening workout almost is better um some people like lunch workouts like for me i love running midday so sometimes like i'll leave work and um once i see that it's not so busy and i'll go home on lunch i'll run and then i'll shower once i get home and then start work again and that's a great system kind of that i like um currently but that also doesn't work for everybody So um, kind of what I talked about in my um, piece was also figuring out a day that works out best. So for some people, it may work out to um, lift Friday through Sunday instead of Monday through Friday. I think we have this rigid schedule sometimes in our head that, okay, if we don't work out Monday through Friday, then we're not getting any work in. That's not always the case. Maybe we can work out Friday evening, Saturday morning, Sunday throughout the day, and then a Wednesday throughout the week, you know? I think as long as you're working out every, at least three days, they say, before muscles start to atrophy a little bit, I think that you're in a good spot, but it's also just kind. Kind of figuring out times of day that work for you, days of the week that works for you. It depends on what type of job you have, whether it's sitting or standing. If you have kids, that you also have to factor in. Even a spouse, you want to make sure that you also are spending time with their families. So, all of those are very important factors.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think I like how you mentioned people have like this image or idea in their head where they have to work out Monday through Friday, but that's not necessarily the case. Like. I think as long as you're getting, you know, or working out four to maybe six times a week, depending on your body also. And like, if you have any other um, health issues going on or whatever, whatever just kind of works best for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Figuring out your hours. Um, For me, you know, I don't always love waking up in the morning, but there's days where, you know, I'll feel super great. I'll wake up early and I'll go to the gym and then it kind of gets the whole day going. But then there's other days where I'm like, you know what? I just love going on, you know, late night walks or not super late, but like right when the sun sets about to come going on long walks or strolls or hiking, like that's what I like. But yeah, no, I think some people, they just get super tired after work. So then they just don't want to do it. And if you're one of those people, then figure out, you know, a different time of the day that works best for you. And like you said, maybe it's just Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as opposed mm-hmm. to Monday and Friday. I think that's a really great point that you mentioned. And I think people could definitely use that advice and kind of figure their, their own schedule out, you know?
1: yeah. Yeah, it's being flexible with it and seeing what works with your body, works what works with your schedule. Sometimes we have meetings in the evening, so it doesn't always work out, or if you need to go into work early, or you know, even if we don't get enough sleep. So um, sometimes I think that we forget how important sleep is. Sleep is when your body recovers and when your body prepares itself for the next day. So if you don't get a good night's sleep and you're only getting four or five hours of sleep, then it's probably not a good idea to still wake up at four or five in the morning and go for a workout, you know, your body's not really ready, you're going to probably still have a maybe kind of crappy day or still feel it the next day even, you know, so I think that's very important. Or if you're a type of person who um, gets um almost like an adrenaline rush working out in the evening and cannot sleep in the night. So that's kind of like where I'm at if I sleep, or if I work out past like eight, eight 30, I am up to like, 11 1130 just hyped up ready for the day so my body doesn't always respond very well for evening so it's a lot of just trial and error you know some people are not like that at all they can work out at 11 o'clock and go to sleep easily you know right after and so that's great if that works for you do that you know and yeah figuring that out
0: yeah definitely I think one thing that I could mention in the podcast about this um Is people will, I'm like losing my train of thought, but (laughs) I feel like, you know, since social media and the internet and everything has blown up, everyone kind of looks at TikTok or looks at Instagram. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you'll see videos where if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you got to wake up at 4am, you got to do this, Mm -hmm. you only get four to five hours of sleep. And in my Mm -hmm. head, I'm like, that's so realistically, that's so bad for you. Like sleep is very important. Like your body needs it. Your mind needs it. Like that's how you're going to function normally the next day. And I think, you know, it's also, that plays a big role because people will see that on social media and then they're going to think, oh, that's what I need to do. Or like, wow, I don't do that. Like, does that mean like I'm really bad? Or does that mean like I'm not an entrepreneur or whatever? Same with like work-life balance. Like, oh, you have to wake up in the morning. Like, I think I just saw a video of this like teacher who wakes up at four, four o'clock does her workout, does her, you know, morning routine and then goes to classes, whatever. And then I feel, I saw the comments and people were like, wow, like I don't do that. Like I wake up 15 minutes before I'm supposed to go to class. Like, and I think it makes people feel bad sometimes, but I want to kind of make it clear, like, no one really talks about that point point. and i yes. it's okay if you're not that person who is a morning bird or whatever the hell they call it yeah but you know i think it's we it, people need to realize that you know at the end of the day social media as great as it is to use for advertising it can also be very fake and very um gent- what's the word tremendous <laughs> tremendous advertising right Tra- <laughs> I think it could be very traumatizing to your health. I don't think that was the word I was trying to figure out, but close enough. (laughs) no I 100% agree with you and I
1: do see a lot of yeah like you know four or five a.m you have to be up and I mean it's it's kind of almost like you and me right you know how many times have I texted you at four or five in the morning and you were like Hannah what the fuck like I'm just going to bed you know (laughs) so we are different in that way you know you are a late night owl and for me like I'm in bed sometimes by 9 10 p.m you know that's where I feel comfortable versus you you're probably just starting work you know so so those are how we different you know like sometimes you are much more productive in the night and sometimes you're much more productive in in the morning it all just kind of depends but getting that ideal sleep um just helps regulate your body there's so many studies that say that you know getting at least minimum eight hours of sleep is so beneficial for longevity for your health and for your wellness your well-being and then also just your daily systems usually if you get more sleep you're less prone to cravings you're less prone to mood swings um, you're hypothalamus is a little bit more on track so that you're not going to have as many gut issues or you know everything else but everything's just kind of in sync with itself when you're also getting the proper rest that you need. I made the mistake um the same mistake in college where I literally I don't think I got more than like five hours of sleep in almost a year you know and my skin suffered you know my emotional stability suffered I wasn't getting the same um I feel like physical um Workouts that I needed, um, mm. my body wasn't performing how I wanted, and I really think that it was just because of the sleep and then the added stress I was putting on my body. Even with twice a week or twice a day workouts, it just it was not doing the same benefit. I think if I would were getting the full seven to eight hours of sleep that I actually needed to recover.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think most people need to understand that factor too. So whether you're working a corporate job, whether you're a college student or you're an entrepreneur, everyone has a different schedule, right? And Mm -hmm. I was actually, um, I was talking to my nutritionist and this kind of is related, but not too much, but she brought up something really great. And I was like, Whoa, it hit me. Um, we were talking about like my diet and sometimes my schedule is really different. So like, I'll be out all day and then I won't come home till late, And I was like, is it bad that, you know, I've heard really bad stuff about eating super late, but I, you know, I come home maybe eight or nine. That's when I would maybe have dinner, but I also don't eat the next day until like 11 and then snack Mm -hmm. throughout the day and then have a small dinner. And I was like, is that bad? And she's like, well, it's what works with your schedule right now. So Mm -hmm. as long as it works with your schedule and it's okay, then you don't have to be like, oh, I have to eat at eight. Then I have to have a meal mm-hmm. at 12. Then I have to have a meal at seven and then not eat anything after that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's all about how your schedule is, how you function, what times of the day that you work. It's very different. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like when she said that, it kind of hit me. I was like, oh damn. And like, no, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like, oh my, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing something wrong or it's bad that I do mm-hmm. that. Cause not everybody does it. But again, it's, I'm not everybody. It's very, I have a very unique situation, so it's different, but it can make you feel abnormal almost.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're doing your own path, right. You know, when you're not doing what everybody else is doing and when you're not like, you know, following that uh, quid pro quo, what everybody is, you know, following in that path. And if you're not eating between whatever it is, um, a 12 to six, you know, if you're doing intermittent fasting, or if you're just a regular eating, and you do three meals a day, or if you do snacks in between, you know, it's just it's trial and error, you know, what works with your body, what doesn't, you know, if it works for your body to eat during those scheduled times, then do that, you know, if it doesn't, and you're not feeling like you're, you're getting the energy that you need, and you're increasing cravings, you know, then maybe it's not working. It's time to try something new, but also being flexible with that. Right. I think sometimes people, you know, want to have such a rigid routine that no, I'm intermittent fasting and that's it. That's what I've heard that works 12 to six and that's it. You know, I'm only doing a six hour eating window. And then, you know, for some people that works out great, you know, for some seasons that my body responds to it. For other seasons, my body is like, what the fuck are you doing? This is not working for me. You know, I do not, you know, like I'm starving, I'm crabby, you know, it's like my my performance at the gym is not adequate, you know, so that's when I realized, okay, if it's past the first week or two, usually that's when my body adjusts. If it's past that, and it's still not kind of um, sinking in, and my body's not responding, then it's kind of a sign that, okay, maybe you need to try something new, and especially with women too. You know, women and men different or different very much when it comes to eating, you know, for men, usually they can have longer peaks where they're not eating versus women need to usually sustain a little bit more eating and a little bit more of an eating schedule. Um, we have a much higher fat percentage. Um, we have a much higher um, hormones, estrogen and progesterone that reproduce. And men have just usually testosterone that flows through their body a little bit of other hormones as well. Um, but. But those are very important hormones that we need to continuously feed.
0: Well, Hannah, I know we talked a lot about, you know, the nutrition side of stuff, the health side of stuff. So let's kind of dive a little bit more back into the fitness portion. Um, How do you think people can get motivated to, or I guess motivate, be motivated throughout the day to do a workout or even wake up in the morning to do a workout? What do you think would be the best way to? you know, motivate yourself, or I, I kind of have a little bit of a different topic between like, or not topic, a little bit of a different opinion when it comes to like motivation and discipline, but what do you think could help people stay motivated to maintain a healthy fitness and lifestyle?
1: Um, I think it would be starting with setting up just personal goals and going from there. Um, but also not being too specific about it. So when I first started fitness, it was just kind of like, I just wanted to look good. Right. You know, I was just like, I don't know, you know, I don't want to be a skinny bitch. And I also don't want to be super big. So let's find something in the middle, you know, yeah. and then, um, just as I started working out and especially, um, the atmosphere as I was working out and I kind of developed different goals so it started with okay well let's hit um this pr on chest press or squatting or maybe i want to increase reps with lunges or whatever it is Um, but when it comes to motivation, I think ideally you want to almost, um, I heard once in a podcast thinking almost like yourself as a robot, you know, like we're not almost going to feel, you know, a certain way about, okay, um, I don't feel like working out today or I don't feel like we're, you know, waking up or driving to the gym or changing. No, we're going to, you know, like today it's 6 PM, it's Wednesday and we work out on Wednesdays. We work out at six o'clock, you know, this is what we do. Um, and this is who we are, you know, and kind of have on Wednesdays. switching them. On
0: exactly. Wednesdays we work out instead yeah. of on Wednesdays we, we work big. Exactly. <laughs> I'd imagine it. Sorry to cut you off, but I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> No, that's perfect. Wear pink if you need to, too. But that actually also goes in with it,
1: too. You know, making sure, you know, do whatever you can to one, make it easier for you, but also feel more confident. So if you need to buy fitness clothes that make you feel like you look good, then do that. You know, like there's Plenty of brands out there that have great leggings, sports bras, shirts, no shirts. Whatever you're deciding to do, do that. You know, get the new gym shoes and do that. Um, Also, even having that goal, like, okay, if we reach a certain PR, or maybe if for a whole month, we consecutively work out for four to five times a week, or we show up at that gym, then we buy ourselves a new pair of shoes. So having those attainable goals and um, small rewards throughout the process where eventually you want to almost read off those wards, you know, so for the first couple of months, maybe you need to um, surprise yourself with a new sports bra or leggings or, you know, shoes, whatever works, you know, but down the line, you won't need that anymore, because you'll just be happy with the results that you create. Currently have and wanting to continue to build those, um, but also finding friends at the gym or outside the gym. You know, having somebody to check in with, like, hey, did you work out today? Like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, now I have somebody, you know, who's going to ask me, you know, and um, even having your friends, just random friends, like I could ask you, say, hey, can you keep me accountable, Anella, to make sure that I'm working out these specific days? Text me because now if I tell you no you know, your response is going to be why, and I better have a good reason, you know, am I sick? No. Oh, you just didn't feel like it. Well, that's not really a good reason.
0: <laughs> right. No, so for... I think those are very helpful. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, and starting, I feel like starting off kind of small too, especially like mm-hmm. if you're not used to working out all the time or mm-hmm. you're still figuring stuff out, you're doing trial and error, then set small attainable goals for yourself, you yes. know, maybe like you said, just work out consistently for a month, three times a week. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I could just do it. Um, or I want to be able to squat. I don't know the, the bar and then have like 20 mm-hmm. pound plates on each side, like slowly yes. building up to that. Um, I think that's a like definite good way that someone can, you know, try to motivate themselves. And I really love how you were like, if you, you know, want to wear something cool and go to the gym, like do it. Like if it's Mm going to make you feel good, then you do it. And it can also be exciting. Like I just got this new work outfit, like or workout outfit. I'm not going to wear it inside. Let me go to the gym and wear it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be you going to the gym, just find some type of activity that you enjoyed like doing. It could be soccer. It could be walking. It could be hiking. It could be tennis. It could be the new thing that everybody's talking about, pickleball. Like that's new. And I I don't know, just finding some type of activity that's active, that'll keep you fit, but that you also enjoy. There's times where I'm like, I want to go to the gym, but I hate working out like by myself and it it gets super boring for me. So, you know, I I like going with a friend. I definitely Mm -hmm. love going with you. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's fun when you have someone else there doing it with you. Um, yeah. or just finding something that you just genuinely enjoy and that you go all the time. Like for me, that was Muay Thai and jujitsu at the time. Like, yeah. I think I spent an entire summer, like 90% of the time at, at a jujitsu gym. Like, yeah. but that's how I much remember. I enjoyed it. Like it was just yeah. so fun. And it was during the fucking summer. Like you yeah. could be outside, but I'm over here up with a bunch of sweaty ass people, you know?
1: Yeah. And I love that point, you know, finding something that you enjoy. So that's what I always told people, even when I was a personal trainer, I said, Hey, if you don't like what we're doing and the plans that I'm doing, please speak up. You know, if, you know, you don't like weight training or doing certain things, like obviously there are certain milestones when you first set out that we have to cover. But after that, like, let's do something else. Let's do it. I've done Zumba classes together, you know, with a lot of my, the people that I would train, I am not good at dancing, but that's what my You know, clients like to did. to to do. So I was like, of course, I'll do that with you. It's a great cardio session. You can burn quite a few hundred calories. Let's do that. When it comes to summer, I'm not in the gym as much. Usually I'm playing basketball or football or soccer or, you know, whatever sport is going on outside. I just join, you know, I'm running or I'm, you know, sometimes they even have calisthenic parks, especially during COVID time. Like we were all kind of in a rush, you know, like, oh my gosh, what do we do? All the gyms were of course, for some reason closed, you know, didn't make medical sense but that's the other topic. But, you know, they were all closed. So we had to figure out something else to do. So um, we actually had a storage unit where we converted into a gym. And so we had just a bar, we had some um, plates there, and we had a bench. And so you could chest press, you could do a whole bunch of squats, lunges, you could do all of your, literally, you could do so many different exercises. And a lot of things that we don't even consider is Body weight exercises. I wrote an entire substack piece on just body weight exercises on using your own body. When yeah. you first start out in the gym, it's not always a good idea to start directly with weights because your body and your your kind of like smaller muscles aren't prepared for this grand start. So you want to start with the push ups. You want to start with the pull ups. You want to start with the free weight squats and lunges. You know those are good for prepping your body and just kind of getting used to this movement. You know, getting your joints used to Hey, this is how we're bending now, you know, getting all the, the ligaments and tendons used to, you know, all the different poles. And then eventually the muscles will build as well, but you can get swole as fuck just from using your own body weight. Like there are countless people who are just ripped and all they do is, yep. Yeah, all I do is run push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, you know, and that's all they do, you know? So that's also something that's very plausible.
0: Yeah. I, I, honestly, I feel like I've been wanting to get into like more body weight stuff, especially when I see people like, you know, do the hip mobility challenge or like Mm -hmm. you, or what's like that single leg squat and then standing up or whatever. Like I want to be able to do that. Yeah. So difficult, but it's like, yeah. Like even using your own body as a tool that can definitely help. And that's something you can do either in the office, like very quickly for like 20 minutes, I don't know, during yeah. your break, you know, every phone call you get, you know, maybe hit five push push-ups. I don't know, mm-hmm. unless your boss like doesn't allow it, but hopefully <laughs> but he or she does. I don't know. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I think using your body as a tool is very, very mm-hmm. beneficial. And like you said before, like we were all closed and indoors, so we couldn't go to the mm-hmm. gyms. Okay. Well, what else can you do? You kind of had to be a little creative. So Tapping into that creativity, you know, while you're working these long hours, while you're at work for a long time, kind of tapping into that creativity and seeing what you could do. Like everyone was doing basically freaking like yoga while we were all (laughs) stuck inside or like, I don't know if you heard like Chloe Ting blew up. And so everyone was watching her YouTube videos, but even doing that, finding your favorite influencer, finding you know, fun YouTube workout videos and just doing it at home with like a rug or your carpet or whatever. Um, and then nowadays I feel like a lot of places are offering remote roles or like Mm -hmm. a remote option. So, you know, you have that freedom and flexibility to be able to do like a quick 30 minute workout. And I feel like, I I don't know what your, your opinion is on this, but I feel like you should at least be getting, you know, 30 minutes a day and doing some type of activity.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think it's super beneficial for waking up your brain and just kind of like also helping to sleep. I mean, how I got started was for multiple reasons, but one of the reasons was one, my doctor um was kind of um toying with the idea of putting me on sleep medication when I was in like middle school. And I was like, no, I think obviously I have a lot of energy because I'm like a child, but I'm not willing to go on sleep medication, you know, as like a 12, 13 years, 13 wow. Oh. You know, I I think that's very inappropriate. You know, that's insane. So- Yeah. And so, you know, his um, idea was, okay, well, maybe you should start like doing, maybe you're not on like exerting enough energy throughout the day. So I was like, yeah, bet I can do that, you know? And that's why I started doing workouts every night. And literally my parents used to yell at me all the time because I would be in my room, literally jump roping and I would be doing sit-ups and I would be doing mountain climbers and push-ups. you know, that's how I started out. I started out in my room and then in my parents' unfinished basement, you know, doing just weird stuff, you know? And it was all just body mobility and then stuff that I found on YouTube and Instagram in its earliest days, you know, saving all these videos as best as I could. But, you know, and also looking up um, in the beginning, I remember looking up um, workouts for women. And then I was thinking, oh, you know, are women and men workouts different, you know? And no, when you think about it, no, we all have the same biceps and shoulders and quads and glutes. Why would I be doing different workouts than men? So then I just started doing whatever. I would see in the gym or, you know, copying other people that I would find, you know, where somebody corrected me and said, you know, I know people hate when people correct you and then, you know, get corrected in the gym, but it's like, no, learn from them because those people are probably a little bit more intelligent if they feel the need to speak up and maybe they know something you don't. You know, so maybe working out with them and saying, hey, can you show me another exercise or, oh, that looked cool. What did that hit? You know, so having all of those utensils and having those people that help in or step in and help you out um, and help reach you, reach your specific goals is also awesome.
0: Yeah. I really like how you mentioned, you know, if someone does come up to you and corrects you at the gym, Mm -hmm. majority of people would be like, why are you talking to me? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, those videos that they like record and the caption yeah. is like, this guy went up to me. Like, okay. Yes. You know, at times, you know, there are the creeps out there, you know, we're yes. always going to unfortunately deal with that. But you know, yes. there are some genuine people that are just telling you, Hey, like do it correctly. Yeah. So you don't get hurt. Like they're, exactly. they might be you know, gym enthusiasts who knows, like, mm-hmm. they just don't want you to like be doing it correctly or incorrectly because it could, you know, hurt you down the line. Um, But I do like, I think that's also how you mentioned like earlier before, but, you know, kind of testing your patience with it. Um, But you can also make a new friend that way. Like, oh, okay. Like, can you show me how to do it? Like what other workouts do you have? Can we work out together? You know, people need to be more uh, not friendlier, but just be more open-minded with stuff like that.
1: Yes, yeah I mean atmosphere is so amazing you know finding that gym that you feel just like is a home um, good energy um great vibe. Atmospheric gym that you can go to every single day, because there's some vibes that you go into a gym, you're like, oh, God, I cannot even like deal with the people that whether it's the amount of people or just kind of the vibes that are going on. Um, But then you go to other gyms, you're like, this is great. People are like, you know, talking to you, but not maybe too much (laughs) or, you know, trying to be friendly and helping you out. Finding a good home gym. I'm always very pro on that. Like I've switched to so many different gyms, a lot of big names, sometimes a little bit smaller gyms. Like the gym I worked at was a very, it was a one location, small niche gym. And we had just a great group of people who would come in there, you know, and just, they would talk to you. You were friendly with everybody, but it wasn't kind of expected that you had to sit there and have a 20 minute conversation and kind of ruin your set. But it was enough where people also stepped in, Hey, you're doing that wrong. Like try this, you know, this is what I do instead to hit that same muscle, you know, and you appreciate that. Like somebody who cares enough to kind of correct you and also just be like, hey, you know, this also works the same muscle, but it doesn't cause as many like, um, I guess, negative externalities. Like I always, I don't know, I always kind of rip on CrossFitters when they're doing the cleans, you know, and I'm like, there's so many things that you can fuck up during that. And you're not even really hitting a lot of muscles that you could be doing with other exercises but that's
0: always like another subject too. (laughs) There's so much we could dive in on this, honestly, but I mean, yeah, like, no, that's all such a good point. And Mm -hmm. I think like when you're talking about, you know, the atmosphere, the environment, like everybody mentions how even in a workplace, you want to have a good environment. Mm -hmm. You want to have it be positive. You don't want to be in an environment where you just don't feel right. It's negative. It's, it'll, tear you down kind of mentally and yeah. physically, probably, but same thing and when you go won't come back. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. same thing with the gyms, like, or whatever workout you're doing or wherever you are, like surround yourself with positivity, a good environment yeah. and just do some fun stuff. I don't know, like go rollerblading. I loved rollerblading. Yes. That, that was such a fun workout for me to do. And it didn't even feel like I was working out.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Finding what works for you and works for your body and what you enjoy and with people you
0: enjoy rollerblading is great. You could do that with a friend, you know, you could do that with a group of people. So speaking of us, like now that you did mention like the environment and atmosphere, what do you, what would your advice or point point of view take on this? I don't know, (laughs) be on how you think people can overcome the mental barriers um, that often prevent them from prioritizing either their health or their fitness um, like I don't know the first thing that I could think of at least like with fitness like maybe someone might be just super uncomfortable going to the gym because they don't like how the way they look um, but how do you think people can come over or overcome those mental barriers
1: um quite a few different ways. I heard somebody once giving advice on public speaking once and um, their biggest point was to not think about yourself is to think about the crowd. And as soon as you switch that mentality of thinking about other people, you stop kind of thinking about, you know, what people are thinking about you. So when you step into a gym, um, most of the time people will glance over, you know, and just see, oh, who just walked through the door, kind of like you do at a store or, at school in a class or even at right. work you know you kind of just look at whoever walks into the gym after that, nobody usually gives a fuck about you. That's kind of just the honest truth, you know, like unless you're like the gym hottie where everybody is just staring at you, then it's maybe a little uncomfortable and you wanna move gyms. But um, other than that fact, then yeah, nobody's really caring too much, you know, like just do and feel confident in your own skin. And that's kind of, you know, doing those certain things. So whether that's uh, making sure you have a good set of he- headphones in. So whether it's a podcast or music, start with that. Um, Um, Do your hair and makeup. If that makes you feel more confident, do that. I know girls love to rip on other girls who are doing their hair and makeup before the gym. But if that's what makes you feel confident and gets you through that workout and gets you to show up, do your hair and makeup, you know, figure out a nice outfit to wear, where you feel comfortable, have good shoes that are ready to run or, you know, weightlift or walk or whatever you're doing in the gym, have those shoes ready to go, you know, have everything that you need in your disposal so that you don't have to worry about anything else. Um, But yeah, just kind of showing up, that's always the hardest part, you know, that's the hardest part with the gym, that's the hardest part, even with running, I always tell people on my long distance runs, that's, the first mile is the hardest. It's not the last mile. Even if I'm running ten miles, it's not the tenth mile. It's that first run where I'm feeling my entire body every step, where I'm like, "Fuck, I want to stop. Fuck, I want to stop." You know, and however many stops I have in that one mile, if I think that thought a hundred times you don't stop you know same thing with weight training eventually that thought goes away but pushing through that that program of oh i want to stop no you're here you might as well take advantage of it complete the session you completed great have a great day you know
0: yeah definitely and that's kind of with everything too it's mm-hmm. always like that first step that you need to take that's probably mm-hmm. going to be the hardest with anything yeah. whether it's going to the gym it's running that first mile or it's starting your first day of work. It's answering yeah. that first sales call. It's pitching to a new client. Like it's always that first step that you just need to take and you just need to do it.
1: <laughs> Cause yeah. like you
0: said, like that, that thought will eventually go away and then you're not going to think, Oh, ugh, I don't know. Can I do it again or whatever? Like you've already done it the first time, yeah. just, you know, keep going, keep doing it. See like challenge yourself, see what you can do a little bit better. Um, But I think like, you know, it, relating back to the workplace, like you're working in eight to five, you know, the, the mm-hmm. challenge is going to be, okay, I just need to get myself to the gym or I need yeah. to get myself to the yoga class or get myself to put on an outfit and do yoga in my room. It's yeah. very easy to just come home, sit, turn on the TV, turn on Netflix, probably people watching love is blind. Yeah. <laughs> but- you know, sometimes what I would do, and I don't know if like you would ever suggest this. Oh my God, suggest, I can't speak. Suggest this to your clients. But, you know, if I'm watching my favorite show, then I would try to do like a workout or stretch while I'm watching the show. Cause I know the yes. show's going to be X amount of minutes long. If I'm doing mm-hmm. a workout or walking on the treadmill and watching that show, then I'm not really going to be thinking about me walking or stretching or doing this, you know?
1: Yes hundred percent yeah find your you know whatever that is if it's a show if it's a podcast you know I listen to audiobooks a lot of times when I'm running you know that's just kind of what works for me or sometimes too if you're just in a meditative state you know people always kind of like it's almost like a gym culture thing to be afraid of the person who's working out with no headphones you know because they're just kind of raging on their own energy but you know there is something to say about you know when you don't even need any of those extra things you're just so um I guess just just in tune with how your body is moving, you know, you're ready for that workout. So, I mean, I used to run long distances, I mean, eight to 10 miles, you know, with no headphones or anything, just because for me, running outside was a meditative state, you know, note, that's what I noticed, like everything I found snapping turtles while I was running, you know, I found frogs, I found, you know, hundreds of cardinals, you know, you notice the leaves changing and the weather, you notice the gust of wind, you know, all these, little, little things that you would almost miss when you're, you know, listening to um, something else, but, you know, figuring out those things, whatever works for you and whatever your kind of body needs and responding to that as well, you know, don't always kind of um, just push the ideal way, try something new, you know, don't be afraid of that rigid, um, no, you know, I'm coming in with headphones and that's it, shutting out the world, but also kind of accepting the pain, you know, I always wondered when I was younger, whether it was better to um, think about something else or focus directly on the pain. Um, And I think it's something to say to do both. You know, sometimes you directly focus on the pain and you say, no, we're going to work through this pain. And we know it's going to be over because working out and stretching the muscles sometimes is painful, you know, or we're going to think about something else because again, we know that we're going to get through this, but you know, it still takes getting through this pain
0: itself. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people are going to encounter that so much of the time, you know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where you battle yourself in a little bit. Where okay, this is very painful. Do I stop or do I keep going? Yes. Or just like the pain of, you know, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but like the the pain of not doing anything and like letting your health kind of deteriorate. And I yes, think, I think in a way like. Cognitive dissonance is like a real thing, you know, Mm -hmm. so you're having two thoughts that are battling each other, which one is going to be easier for you to do that's normally the one that you're going to go with it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I guess an example that I've heard like someone who smokes. Okay, Mm -hmm. is it is it easier to just you know, satisfy yourself, lighting the smoke or, Oh, not smoke, but I can, you know, that's going to be better for my health overall. But, you know, I might feel like shit, like for a couple of days, Mm -hmm. have those withdrawal symptoms. So it's like, you want to deal with that short-term pain or, or do you want to deal with, you know, the long-term effects of smoking? It's kind of the same with, you know, if you're not maintaining your health or your fitness, then you're going to see that effect long-term. And, you know, maybe down the line, it's going to be harder to reverse that. And, you know, so it's either like the pain with, oh, do I go get up, go to the gym? Or do you want to deal with the, oh, no, I like don't like how I look or, uh, you know, I've had, I have health issues because, you know, I didn't take care of myself earlier. So there's pain a different way. There's like physical and mental pain that comes with it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of anxiety in in action, you know, we have this um, every time I feel super anxious it's because I'm not doing something you know whether it's. Um, maybe I didn't do the dishes or maybe I didn't do that workout, but if I had just done that workout. And I wouldn't feel so anxious, you know, yeah. um, there's been a lot of research on laziness and anxiety. And usually they just kind of go, they correlate together, you know, anxiety is laziness's best friend, you know, but having that action instead um, is just it makes your mental health better too um and then kind of going back to your original question on just focusing on a healthy lifestyle just remembering that this body that we currently have is the only body we'll ever have you know like this is whether every day we're either fighting or um enabling a disease So making sure that we're we're taking care of whoever we are. So counteracting those things through supplements or through fitness or through nutrition. But at the end of the day, this is all we have to take care of. So making sure that we're doing that preventively instead of down the line. People love to, oh, where well, I'm going to focus on work and down the line, I'll focus on my health. It's, yeah, you can do that, but it's going to be so much harder. You know, your cells don't replicate nearly as fast as they do when you're young. I mean, even this year, this is the first year I I feel like I've actually felt my age turning, you know, 26, the ripe old age, you know? I just feel like my joints are now like, okay, like now we need to do a little bit more warm ups, Like maybe we need to focus on more stretch you know, we're not just ready to get up and go run. You know, we can't do that anymore. So just responding also as your body ages and as it progresses, um, but realizing those small intricate signs that hey, we're getting older, or hey, we need to change our routine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I like how you you said, you know, as you're aging, you know, adjusting to that. So you're, you know, when you were 12, you're not gonna get up and sprint to the car to the field or wherever you're going to the same way you would at the age of 26. Like it's different. So, but also being okay with that too. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's fine. I'm getting older. You know, I'm just adjusting, making a few adjustments and then doing the same thing again. But, you know, as you get older, you know, things are going to be a little different, but I like that you mentioned just adjusting to it, you know, make Mm -hmm. a couple of changes, but you're still doing the same thing. It's just, you know. Maybe it's going to take you a little bit longer now, but.
1: And it's a lot harder to keep starting over than to continue. I, you know, especially growing up in like, you know, this atmosphere of the gym, I always would see people take um, a couple weeks off or a couple months off and, oh, I'm going to get back into it. And then they come back in and it's, it's hard as fuck for them because now you've probably gained like, you know, five to 10 pounds. You've probably lost all the gains that you made within the three months that you were consistent. And then on top of that, you have lost like a drive to continuously stay consistent, you know, versus if you just, okay, maybe I need to slow down this week, uh, but not completely stop, you know, going once a week is better than going zero times a week. Going twice a week is better than going only one times a week, but, you know, constantly having that, hey, like this is a lifestyle for us. We don't just stop and start again. We press pause and then we press play, you know, it's never a just full stop. It's never, you know, it's just, we continuously go through life with our nutrition. We continuously go through life with our fitness um, and wherever that follows us, whether we're traveling or whether we have kids, whether we have a new job, you know, it's it's just figuring out what works for us but health should be the priority, because again, this is the only body we have, so we might as well take care of it, you know, and treat it like the holy temple it is. Um, We are an anomaly in itself and being able to be born, you know, it's just, when you think about, even I'm reading this book right now, and just like the evolution of desire it's called, and it's just about the creation almost of like mankind and ancestral continuum. It's just the strongest people survive, how much our ancestors have done, to make sure that we are here today and to continue, continue that, you know, if we, whether or not our plans are to have kids one day, but making sure that we're fully adapt to whatever life brings us so that we can continue on the bloodline or just life itself,
0: you know? Yeah, definitely. Your body is a temple and you need to treat it like it is. And it's, you know, it's so important. Like that statement is so important. And even though like, you, you know, people have long hours, some people work two jobs, this and that, mm-hmm. I think making sure that you put yourself first, your health, your fitness, you know, at the end of the day for majority of jobs, I know people are going to hate that I say this, but everyone's rep- replaceable. Your yeah. job is can easily replace you. So yes. even though like you're very committed and it's great and you can put in a lot of work, but give yourself a like a boundary, you yes. know, maintain your health, maintain your mental health, your physical health, and pay attention to even the foods that you're eating. So, yes. you know, even though those bags of chips are, you know, convenient right there, and you know, they could taste good. Overall, they're probably gonna make you feel like shit and your body's mm. most likely not gonna respond well to it. And so Mm -hmm. paying attention to ingredients, even though something says on the box, like low fat or no sugar or, um, five grams of protein, there's probably something else behind it, or there's more to the story than what they're putting out. So, you know, sticking to the basic, you know, eat your fruits, your vegetables, get your protein in, whether, you know, you're vegetarian or vegan, get your protein somehow, or if you're a full on Mm -hmm. meat eater, Mm -hmm. you know, buy high quality meat, don't just be eating, you know like the hot dogs. Oh God, I hate hot dogs, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, just stuff like that. Um, really quickly before we wrap up, I do have one more question for you. So you being, um, a personal trainer, you know, working with your clients, have you ever had, um, a client that had some type of restriction or like, let's say for example, like I deal with, um, hypothyroidism and PCOS. So, you know, most of the time what's recommended for someone like me is to not do the high intensity stress workouts or any type of cardio more so (laughs) low impact and, you know, lifting. But if a client comes to you and tells you they have some type of restriction or they have anything going on, how do you usually go about that?
1: The first one is always I always do research, you know, I start immediately looking into um, all of my you know .govs and .nets to make sure that I'm getting one um the best research possible and looking at actual studies on that specific um whether it's a disease or restriction you know making sure that I'm informed about it you know and learning about those separate options so if it is a low intensity or you know workout that we have to do working with the client always like okay there's a variety of low intensity workouts that we can do you know let's just find one that one works for you and one that you en- and two that you enjoy you know making sure that you'll stay consistent with it. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you're always trying to make sure that the client's needs are fully covered and that they're also reaching their goals at that same time.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's really great. And I love that you do research. It just shows how much you care for whoever you're working with. And that says a lot about you. And I really love that about you, Hannah. Um, Thank you. Well I think we got to wrap up a little bit now, but I could continue having this conversation with you for hours. Um, But if any questions come up for anyone listening in the audience, you guys want to hear more about, you know, what Hannah talks about, or if we want to dive into a different topic, maybe we talk about, you know, harsh ingredients and stuff like that. Um, But Hannah, it was really great to have you on this podcast, and if you could share with us how people can get access to you, like through social media or to your blog um, share just a little bit about that so that anyone who wants to, you know, look more into you or, you know, how they could train with you. Let us know. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So first um, I'm most responsible or responsive on um, Instagram. It's one loves sparkles. So that's uh, my handle. You can always find me there. Um, I also sell my deodorants there. I make homemade deodorants because I'm very anti the, the normal deodorants that we use very endocrine interrupting and Toxic usually. So definitely reach out to me there. And I also post um, a lot of um, fitness routines as well. So you can see free workouts. So that's awesome as well. Um, and then I also write on sub, sub stack, and that is healthy secrets. And um, so I post one every week. That's been my goal so far. So there's a variety of topics, just filter through those and like subscribe, comment, do all that shit. You know, I appreciate that. And let me know any topics that you'd like me to cover very responsive to that. And I always take requests before any of the topics that I have on my to-do list yes yes
0: and you have so many different topics that are is that are already on your blog and I've read a lot of them they're really really good and I recommend anyone who is listening to check it out for sure because there's so many different topics you could touch on um but yeah I hope the audience out there that whoever is listening that you know they took this podcast and they took something away from it and at the end of the day our message is you know, your body's a temple, take care of it the best way that you can. This is the only body you're going to get. And you know, why fill it with bad shit instead of good shit?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Thank you, Anela. And thank you for having me on. This was a great discussion. I'm so happy to share some of this information.
0: Of course, of course. Thank you so much, Hannah. And thank you to the audience for listening and stay (laughs) tuned for the next episode, whatever it may be.